Welcome, everyone. You are listening to the Long Overdue Podcast, a production of the Decatur Public Library in Decatur, Texas. I'm Chris, and I'm here with Denise. Hi. And Pat. Hello. And can anyone guess what we're talking about today? Well, I'm, we can. <laughs> I bet you'll never guess. <laughs> Probably not. Because if you had told me we were going to have a podcast about this today, I would have been like, what? <laughs> You're making it sound so exciting. It, it's going to be great. Oddly enough, I'm, I think it's going to be really great. Um, we're here to talk about furniture. What? Wow. And home decor, uh-huh. interior design, that sort of thing. But mostly furniture. At least that's where the the whole concept started from. Concept. We'll just see where this takes us. We're just going to see where this goes. Okay. Because we have been doing some research and looking up some interesting things and... So ignoring all that, what what kind of furniture do you like in just a sitting area or where you like to be comfortable? What kind of furniture do you like, Denise? I like... I like plain, either mm-hmm. solid colors or a very plain pattern. Okay. Um, I like for things to be very comfortable, so mm-hmm. very cushiony. Okay. Not like stiff, mm-hmm. like that. And I like to put my feet up, uh, so preferably yep. like a long sofa. Okay. That kind of thing. Chairs, it's got to be a big chair where okay. I can fit in. Like you could pull your feet up yeah, next to you. Yeah, yeah. Your dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. How about you, Chris? I've never thought about it. Yeah? I'll think about it right now. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking about it. and You want me to go next while you're thinking, or you want to just talk? I don't know. I just like furniture that's talk it through. functional and, and works and uh-huh. isn't broken. Um, Always a good, yeah. good plan. I don't know that. So, I, do you have trouble with furniture that doesn't fit you because of, like, you're taller mm-hmm. than than we are, or something like that? Not. No, not, not really. really. Okay. Mm-mm. Well, you're not like super tall. You're not. Right. No. I mean, he's not a basketball giant. player, sort of yeah. tall. Right. So, okay. No. Okay. All right. So just functional. Make it work. Yeah, not I don't. Broken. I don't like chairs and couches that are sunken in that don't have functioning springs anymore. Those are always mm-hmm. a pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so this that that reminds me of a funny thing. Um, Jeff and I have been married for over thirty-seven years, and until just like mm, ten years ago. Uh-huh. We had never actually bought very much furniture of our own that we chose. Mm-hmm. We had hand-me-downs mm-hmm. and, you know, we had bought a bed frame. And when we passed the bed we had on to our, our daughter, but then, you know, it was just a bed frame, you know, not that yeah. big a thing. Um, we had hand-me-down sofa and hand-me-down love seat. We, we had bought a chair mm-hmm. and an ottoman. And then at another point, we had bought another chair and an ottoman but we'd never you know actually bought 
a grouping of furniture. Yeah. And and when we moved into the house we're in now and after a few years of getting settled and, you know, kids growing up and all that, we bought um, for our upstairs family room kind of thing, we actually bought a sectional sofa mm-hmm. sort of thing and a chaise and a wall covering. It was really a rug, but we wanted it on the wall. And and so it was the first time that we had ever actually intentionally chosen furniture yeah. to outfit a whole room. So it was like at least 25 years that we had just lived with whatever furniture we had. <laughs> you know, at one point we had bought a dining room table because we needed a mm-hmm. table bigger than the 36 by 36 square one that we right. started with. Um, so, you know, there were little pieces along the way, but we had never intentionally done this whole thing. And, and it was a very interesting experience. We've not done it since. <laughs> so, you know, we, we don't have, and, and actually we gave our daughter the sectional, so we don't even have that anymore. <laughs> so we don't have any rooms that were intentionally put together. Mm-hmm. Probably we, we live in an interior designer's nightmare (laughs) because every piece of furniture is just on its own you know it's just whatever so I like comfy things Mm -hmm. like like you Denise cushiony Mm -hmm. they've got to be big enough um last year we bought a love seat but it's a little bit overstuffed Mm -hmm. so it's a little wider than a typical love seat it fits me perfectly all by myself. <laughs> so if I sit sideways, I can put my feet out and they fit just up to mm-hmm. snug to the other side. Um, my, my daughter made fun of us because it's brown and kind of has a leathery feel. It's not really leather, uh-huh. but has a leathery feeling something on it. And she asked us if our next purchase was going to be a wagon wheel coffee table. <laughs> And you're like, yes. yes <laughs> no, I was shopping around. I will never <laughs> buy a wagon wheel coffee. Not that there's anything wrong with that, if it's that's what you like. Yeah. But it is not my style. And I know that she was digging, uh-huh. you know, because that's why she been knows that is not my style. <laughs> but anyway, it, it, would, it would go mm-hmm. with this love seat that we bought. But so anyway... But yeah, I like big, overstuffed, comfy yeah. kind of furniture. I I get really annoyed when I go in places and the sofa is one of those with no arms and it's this flat, mm-hmm. hard surface with a flat, hard back that doesn't go up very far. Yeah. And you just sit there thinking, please, please let me move on. <laughs> I've been in waiting rooms at like at a doctor's office where that's the furniture. They had these uh, awful, uncomfortable sofas and straight wooden chairs. Those were your choices mm-hmm. for sitting. And I thought, good gracious, do they expect that everyone who comes in here can't actually sit down into a comfortable thing and get up? Maybe wow. that's the philosophy here? Or they don't want you to get comfortable here. So you won't hear your name. I don't, I don't know what the purpose <laughs> is. But it was really uncomfortable. And I thought, this is not welcoming for sick people. Yeah. So or healthy people. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's it's like, not welcoming for healthy people. But <laughs> <coughs> you've got sick people here. 
So anyway, yeah. I don't know what the purpose is of those kind of sofas and chairs. Mm. Those. Mm-hmm. I think it's more for a specific type of look. I think so, too. You know, like a contemporary, modern Mm -hmm. type look. I don't think comfort is really in in the equation there. the Denton Public Library opened their North Branch, I don't remember how many years ago this was, but it was a a cool thing when they opened it. It looked great, but most of the furniture was that Scandinavian style mm-hmm. minimalist furniture that doesn't have you know there's nothing comfy about it mm-hmm. there's nothing round mm-hmm. there's it's it's all kind of sharp edges but stark yeah but i don't know ikea you know kind of <laughs> i i know they spent more money than they would have at yeah. ikea because it was you know they had an interior designer company and all that mm-hmm. doing it so i'm sure they spent tons more but it it just wasn't comfortable yeah yeah it had think, a look i think that kind of that kind of look can be very <coughs> pleasing to the eye mm-hmm. but it is not it's not really something that not you can live to with the body yeah yeah. yeah like something you can Form over function. Yeah. I yeah. Di- I disagree with this philosophy. I know. <laughs> yeah. But I think that there is a place, a time and place for a nice hard chair. So my nice. husband likes not wooden straight chairs, but straight up chairs. Mm-hmm. He is Queen Anne chairs mm-hmm. that have kind of the curvy sides, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then. The, the flat ottoman kind of out in front of it. So these two chairs and ottomans that we've bought are that style because that's <laughs> what he likes. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like to lean back, but he wants something that's up tall enough to that he can lean his head back oh. on it. So he loves these kind of chairs. He's one of those people that in the car, he sits the seat up straight. Mm-hmm. Just drives me nuts. <laughs> so it's... It's difficult for us to find a place to sit next to each other at home <laughs> on the same piece of furniture. Yeah. I mean, I will sit in this chair and he will sit in that chair and we're next to each other. But, yeah, you know, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm more of a recliner sort of person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a hand-me-down recliner from my mom who has... who died 14 years ago. So that tells you how old that recliner is. <laughs> but... um yeah, I love this recliner. It's mm-hmm. it's just where I fit. Yeah. But now I've got the love seat and I fit yeah. there too. So anyway. Hmm. 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 Sometimes you don't want to be too comfy because you need to stay awake and you need to concentrate. <laughs> so that's where the hard really? chair comes in. Yeah, if you you know if you're too comfortable you might fall asleep or something. Hmm. You might you might be in a place where you don't need to do that. Like, <laughs> like the like, doctor's office. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Or, or okay. you're trying to meet a deadline or something, like <laughs> a like a word count. <laughs> what are you talking about, like Chris? <laughs> you know. Tell us what you're talking about, Chris. You know when people are like writing novels, you for, know, in a month for, for a month. Yeah. <laughs> for National Novel Writing Month. <laughs> They, they might not want a super comfy chair. Hypothetically speaking, they <laughs> yeah. might not want they a super not. comfy chair. Yeah. Well, so that's when you have your desk or mm-hmm. you're sitting at the kitchen table writing, right? Mm-hmm. So what about a kitchen table? What do you like about, uh, I mean, what's your kind of 
go-to kitchen table? Mm-hmm. Well, I like the, like the huge, mm-hmm. big, long ones that can seat a lot of people. Okay, yeah. Um, big, heavy wood. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's just me, because I like to put all my stuff on top of it. Uh, okay. And so I need a lot of space for that. All right. <laughs> so are you into tables with leaves that you can take out, take in, um, expand. I that prefer kind of the table to just be just be big. big. Okay, so you want a conference table, basically, yeah, just for a big table. dining room. Yeah. Gotcha. Like this table. Like this table that you cannot Which see. You can't listeners. see. Yeah. <laughs> the, ta- the table that we're sitting at actually has five legs. It wow. does. It's very interesting. It has a leg. I don't in think the I've middle. ever seen yeah. a table quite like this before. One on each corner and then one smack mm. in the middle. A support leg right in yeah. the middle. So I like to do all my work at the dining mm. room table. Okay. Like yeah. My painting and stuff like that. Like that's where I like to do that. Mm. Sometimes I default to that too, and I don't know why that is. Because I have a desk mm-hmm. and I have a place for doing work, and sometimes I just don't want to go in there and do that. Yeah. I want to do it everywhere except that. So you so does does your desk have a function aside from where you sit? Like do you keep bills to be paid or do you keep important papers there? Do you I mean does it have a different function than a place for you to sit and work? No, not really. I so, mean there's a lot of stuff stacked on it. Uh, a okay, lot of it's yeah. like gaming stuff. Okay. So sometimes it would be like a distraction, do you think? Like you go in there and you're like, oh, look at this gaming book I want to look at instead of doing your work. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. So you're like, I'm just going to go somewhere where there's not that stuff. Hmm. Like the dining room table. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I've got two desks. And they're both in the downstairs kind of family room, Mm. living room. It's not the living room because we... it's a long story. Den? Den, sort of. It's where the TV is, and it opens into the kitchen mm-hmm. and the little breakfast area, which is the only place we eat unless Jeff cleans his stuff off the other table, which is in what's the living room, dining room, but you mm-hmm. wouldn't know that's what that is, looking at all the stuff that's there. Anyway. Um, <coughs> so... I had this kind of smallish desk where I would keep, I I teach online classes and sometimes face-to-face classes at TWU. Mm -hmm. So that's where I keep my teaching materials and that kind of stuff. Um, But when my dad passed away, I got his roll-top desk. Yeah, I was really (laughs) excited about this until I found out it was a Costco roll-top desk. But it's still a roll-top desk. Uh It's pretty cool. Um, So that now is where I keep all the bills to be paid and important papers and that kind of stuff. So that's all there. But I don't ever sit there and work. Mm -hmm. And so this other smaller desk is kind of, if I were going to sit and work at a desk, that's where I would. Mm -hmm. But really, it's where I keep all my things for teaching. And over here is where I keep all the bills and important papers. Mm -hmm. And I go find them and then sit down on the love seat. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't ever work at one of those places. And because I have a laptop now, instead Mm -hmm. of having to use a desktop, I, that's where I sit with my laptop too. Is right 
just smack mm-hmm. in the middle of the room on the mm-hmm. comfy thing instead of sitting in a straight chair at a desk. Yeah. Hmm. So when I do painting, like last year when, I don't do that very often, but <laughs> like last year when we did our Christmas ornaments and yeah, all yeah. that, I did that at the kitchen table. So did I. <laughs> Not at either of my desks, you know. Yeah, I did it at the kitchen table. Yeah. Did you? Yep. Yeah, because it's bigger, table, yeah. right? So a my desk, neither one of my desks would have enough space for something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if I, yeah, anytime I'm going to do a project, like, that's why my not to be political, to be but a while back I made big signs uh-huh. for no particular reason. <laughs> and so when I made those big signs, I was at the kitchen table with my poster and my poster paint because that's the only place that mm-hmm. was big enough and a flat surface. Because even my kitchen counters, I got stuff piled up on all those. And even if I didn't have stuff piled up, they're not that wide mm-hmm. to be able to do something like that. So anyway, yeah. So I guess when I do those things, yeah. I'm at the kitchen table like you. I just don't do them as often as you probably. Mm. That's why I need a big mm. table. So I put all my stuff out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so, do you clean up your stuff right away? Is this the same table where oh, yeah. you all eat? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My stuff doesn't really stay up there all that all that long. Just until I'm done. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Dedica- dedicated workspaces tend to get piles thrown mm-hmm. on, them, and yeah. that's what happens to my desk. Like, if I'm not at it, I go. Grab the mail, and then the mail gets thrown on the mm-hmm. desk, and then there's a pile of stuff <laughs> on the desk. And then so I'm no, I've got a chair for the mail. Mm-hmm. So I've got the roll top desk for the ma- the bills and important mm-hmm. papers, and I've got my other desk for my teaching stuff, and then I've got a chair where the mail gets stacked. And so it like anytime I bring home library books and. Mm-hmm. It, that kind of, it goes in the chair. That's where my purse goes. That's where, which is ridiculous. It's a glider from my mom and dad's house. So, again, it's however that old that is. But nobody really wants to sit in it because yeah. it doesn't have a, an ottoman footrest. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, when I, when I come home, I put all my stuff in a chair hmm. at okay. the dining room table. <laughs> ah, at the dining room table. Okay. All right. So you have spare chairs at your dining oh, room yeah, table. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Our dining room table's big. Okay. It seats so what, like what's eight? your thought on, on cafe tables? Those taller tables with the chairs that are up like stools. I think they're cute. Yeah. But that's about it. Like I I can't see myself doing anything at them. Hmm. Like not even drinking coffee. They're too uncomfortable for me. Okay. Hmm. I don't know if that's because I'm short and I don't like to be tall. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So, so here's another story. I'm I'm kind of taking up the space, but um, here's another story about furniture. Um, again, when my parents passed away, my dad had in his breakfast area. He had a, a round table that was maybe four feet in diameter. And it was a glass top table, and it had a shelf underneath. It was a mm-hmm. uh, kind of um, concrete with mosaic stone mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, 
really pretty and had four chairs with it. So we brought that to our house because we had an old, yucky, mm-hmm. little small table in there. Um, we had this this rectangular wooden table that we had bought years ago that was in our dining area where Jeff kind of takes up space and does whatever he does. But so we put this in our breakfast area and we had it for a few years, quite a few years. And then my sister had a big square cafe table and it's about four feet square with a leaf that can go in Mm -hmm. to, to expand it. And, um, it has, eight chairs and she and I decided we were going to swap tables and chairs so we did so she took the big round glass table and those four chairs we got the cafe table and the eight chairs and so then we moved tables we put the rectangular table we had had into the kitchen and made this in the living room Mm -hmm. and what we've used it for is playing games So when the family comes over or when we've got friends coming over and we're playing games, this is a great place because it came with a lazy Susan. Mm -hmm. So if you needed to reach a little farther than you actually could, you could do that. Um, So now we're going to get another table, which is specifically a gaming table. It's an octagon or a hexagon octagon i'm pretty sure but it too has a leaf so that it can be expanded but i think it's a built-in leaf so you unhook something Uh and you pull it and then it pops up so it's one of those but it's got kind of a little cabinet underneath so i think the big cafe table is going to go somewhere else as a just a game table Mm -hmm. and this will be for jeff to throw all this stuff on but (laughs) So the cafe table has been really cool, but yeah, you have to be ready mm-hmm. to know where you're putting your feet and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So it's it's sometimes kind of hard to figure it out. But anyway, so that's how my sister and I have gotten new furniture lately is by swapping, <laughs> for, swapping old furniture. But Chris, you said something earlier. We were talking about feng shui. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little more about feng shui. And what you said was sometimes you can get the same feeling of everything's right in the room just by moving it, regardless of where it ends up. Right. But tell like us a little more about feng shui and kind of what that what that is. Well, apparently feng shui comes from uh, a tradition of Chinese geomancy, which geomancy being... I guess power that's linked to your environment has kind of been my understanding of it. In some cases, it has to do with like you know or elements of of the earth and in, in Chinese uh, in the Chinese practice, you know they have the they have actually five classical elements, and one of those being wood, and mm-hmm. then you got fire, wind, water, air. I've looked up a little bit about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's different things you can do to kind of balance all those elements that have nothing to do with actually adding water to your environment. <laughs> you know, for an example, like if so, so we're really talking more of philosophy than a physical thing, than than changing the environment physically. 
No. I mean, yeah. We're talking about moving furniture. We but are talking about moving furniture. But we don't have to have these basic I elements. I basically don't have to go buy an aquarium. Right. If you want to add water. <laughs> to add water. Yeah. However, that works. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it all has to do with chi and balancing your your chi. Uh-huh. And there's, you know, neg- your good chi and negative chi. And you don't want those things to be out of balance and different things like, you know, I've just been looking through the Everything Feng Shui book, which we have here, (coughs) and it says all kinds of things that... Oh, it looks like they had a floor (laughs) floor plan. (laughs) Like, there was one part in here that says that, uh, you know, dust holds chi down, like weighs it down. I disagree. So you need to... (laughs) So you need I think to dust. Dusting I weighs think that, my chi yeah, down. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. the The act of dusting weighs down my chi yeah. too. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I, I think along. if we're gonna go with the elements, that's my earth. Yep. You gotta. My, okay. my mom was one of those people who, if there were ever cobwebs in the corners, she would just call it lace and let it go. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have an what? issue with that. <laughs> Personally, I don't have an issue with that. Personally. Um, but, uh, yeah, so anyway, I've read things about how really just moving stuff around from time to time will balance your mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know about your, I don't know about like officially whether it does anything for your chi. Yeah. <laughs> But, but we like, don't know what that is anyway. Psychologically, so okay, moving stuff around is just good for you yeah. from time to time. I see. Change in a different perspective. Yeah, we we um, rearranged our, our whatever that front room is that mm-hmm. is not the living room. Um, and it just has a whole different feel. And it yeah. was kind of nice just to, <laughs> to look at things from a different perspective. Um, but yeah, like if you go into geomancy, there's a lot of traditions about that. <laughs> um, and of course, chi. Uh, I think that our discussion kind of leaned a little bit towards the like superstition and right and hui sort of. So yeah. well, yeah, like, we a found lot of this sounds the definitions very... on Urban Dictionary just yeah. cracked me up. Yeah, because the first one was some long weird mm-hmm. bunch of words and the second one was more about how this is elderly elderly people in China and hipsters mm-hmm. in the western world yep and the youth buy thing. into feng shui as like a the, thing the young the young people in, in young China people in Asia just yeah in Asia it's, just like it's superstition and yeah. old yeah. old ways of thinking um, well as someone who has you know, been a student of the martial arts, including internal um, martial arts, which involve, you know, focusing your chi and things like that. I've, you know, I've watched some presentations on... (laughs) Yes, Yes, Pat, do you have a question? (laughs) I do. I didn't want to interrupt you. I wanted you to finish your thought, but then know that I had a question. That's why I raised my hand. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, my, under- your thought. <laughs> my understanding of, of chi, because uh, I've seen the presentations and some of them have, you know, mm-hmm. sci- you know, scientific explanations on why this works. My understanding is that having good chi and balanced chi is just making everything 
work together to maximum efficiency. So, like, in the martial arts, you know, it's, like, not wasting any any movement or any energy mm-hmm. and and building those practices so that it's just natural and it's built in. Hmm. So, I'm, you know, there's okay. no no mystical energy force controlling my destiny. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? But... <laughs> But there, I, 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 you know, I think that I think what is your midi Yeah, <laughs> I think that there's been you know traditionally like mystical explanations for things that actually have basis and right. And and I was thinking about that as I was looking at this feng shui stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it talks about eliminating corners because corners direct bad chi and I'm, I'm you know there might be like a psychological right thing I mean, behind that likes like corners. you know you don't want <laughs> something sharp pointing at you all the time right. that might have an effect on you that you don't even realize mm. you're not even thinking about hmm. so that's just kind of my thinking on that yeah. like rather than just saying it's just a bunch of nonsense you know kind of reconciling the yeah the, the physical and the spiritual aspect of it Hmm. What's your question, Pat? Well, never mind. <laughs> did I did I already answer yeah. it? Okay, it answered. <laughs> you did. It's amazing. So, kind of like reconciling evolution and creationism, right? Kind of, kind mm-hmm. of the same thing. So yeah. Scientific and philosophical, spiritual thinking really mm-hmm. can work together. Yeah. To, to make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, if we want to get on that subject, then yes. No, we're talking about furniture. I think that there's... <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> well, and I'm we're on furniture. Today. Yeah. And I was just going to say, well, it, you know, different belief structures and... Yeah. It all... There's a... Yeah. It all fit together and... A lot of the rhetoric and a lot of things in our things modern be, society... Things can be spiritual without that, having to be religious. Yeah. Well, and that these kinds of things are mutually exclusive. You can only... Mm-hmm. Right. You can only think one way or the other. Or and it has to be this or it has to be that. Right, and, and there's and no... Yeah, and the reality mm-hmm. is they yeah. can they can mesh perfectly if you just think about them holistically. Right, and more and more they find out, you know, how powerful... Well, it, you know, it's, like, it's kind of like looking at um, ancient medical practices. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, there were rituals for certain things, and the idea was that if you practiced the ritual thoroughly and, and performed it the right way, you would achieve an, a positive result mm-hmm. medically. Mm-hmm. And what we've come to find out is that there is, is scientific basis mm-hmm. for many of those rituals that we don't call them rituals anymore. We just call them best practices like, for practicing medicine, right. like washing your well, hands yeah. before and after treating a person mm-hmm. for whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So, And I was going to say the power of the, the placebo mm-hmm. effect, which is, you know, for lack of a better oh, yeah. term, but uh, just believing that something is working mm-hmm. and having, you know, a positive, um, you know, positive expectations actually does have an effect on... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the results. I think that's kind of where mindfulness yeah. <laughs> yeah. comes yeah, yeah, yeah. from. Like, yeah, I've done a, I've done a little bit of what Megan had talked about. Yeah, like, I'll do a mantra every now and then, but my mantras are uh, very creative. Like, 
I'm not hitting that person. I'm not hitting that person. <laughs> like things I can't say on the uh, air. Okay. Uh-huh. All right, we'll move on. We'll move on. But it is very helpful. <laughs> like, man, suddenly I feel calmer. <laughs> hmm. I just want to say I mentioned I did mention the mirrors in our discussion earlier. Oh, yeah. And I did look those up. It's called a Bagua mirror, and the Bagua is the eight trigrams, like the octagon, and has like, you know, there's lines that are that are connected, and there's lines that are split, and there's eight different ones that go all the way around, and there's a circular mirror in the yeah. middle. All right. And uh, for one thing, you're not supposed to use that indoors. So if that was your idea, what? Yeah. Apparently, I guess that. Line, so because we were talking about. In inside, if you're mm-hmm. if you're sharing an office space with someone, that's and, what I thought. And yeah. you put a mirror to to counteract to your, corner your corner or whatever. Then the next person puts one to counteract your counteracting. <laughs> yeah, but and more, you go on and on. It's but, more like for neighbors. Yeah. Like if you're getting negative energy from your neighbors, oh, you put one of those to them. mirrors. Yeah, and, and that will cease hostilities. Um. And to get me one of those. So I read this. This is on thespruce.com. <laughs> um, I guess it's a you know, in you know, design and wellness mm-hmm. sort of thing. Okay. Um, but I loved what it said. Um, where does it say that? Oh my gosh! Did I not copy that part? <gasps> I thought I copied all that. Oh yes, best to place the feng shui bagua mirror when advised by a professional feng shui consultant. Mm. You're not supposed to do it otherwise. Because you don't want to get it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Okay. I just like to put my furniture so that I don't trip over it in the dark. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. That's that's the important <laughs> well, thing important that I, that's the, my important <laughs> principle for And those First corners that, and then whenever yeah. I do look at it, I want to oh be able to be like that goodness, looks good. <laughs> I was at a store on Saturday. We were here in Decatur for the Decatur Swirl. Oh yeah. Which is um, an evening of walking around the square downtown and going into shops and in each of the shops that is open has um a food provider and a winery represented Mm -hmm. and you have tastings while you go shop so i was in this one store and it's this fancy store i couldn't afford anything in it but i i was trying to get around the crowd of people who were stopped in the main walkway Mm -hmm. so i went around behind them and there was kind of a coffee table sort of table and then a a hutch or something along the wall and I was trying to go between those and I cracked my knee on the <gasps> corner at the table and it was not good for my chi no <laughs> I mean I was I under my breath I was saying words that I don't say in public ever usually not even in private so it was not good for me mm-hmm. so anyway I'll just say that was not yeah. good. Those corners become very real. They yes. do, absolutely. When you <laughs> encounter them that yeah. way. Yeah, I can <laughs> I can still show you the bruise on my knee from that. And that was several days ago. So anyway. So the whole feng shui thing makes me think of uh, Marie Kondo. She wrote the, the book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, The Japanese Art of Decluttering and Organizing. Okay. Uh-huh. And I've 
flip through some of that book. We have it as an ebook and an e audio. Actually, we have mm. both of her books as ebooks and oh. audios. Okay. So, um, and just flipping through it, and I'm like, this is a whole bunch of hippy dippy nonsense. Hmm. But a lot of people really like it. Mm-hmm. It's well, just and not- there, I think there is something to decluttering and simplifying, mm-hmm. but the way you go about it. Right. Yeah. And one of the things that her book says, um, and this is quoting her from an article from the Associated Press, uh, where she says, it is very natural for me to say thank you to the goods that supports us. So she, her, she has a method of lovingly connecting with belongings that spark joy and bidding a fond but firm farewell to the rest. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, that is minimal. So if it doesn't spark joy in your life, you... To the curb. You uh, touch it, thank it for its service, and ceremonially sent it away towards a better life with someone else that will appreciate it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, she tackles her decluttering by subject, hmm. starting with the easiest to part with, such as clothes, books, <gasps> then documents, then miscellany, and last and most difficult, photos and mementos. And I'm like, first of all, mm-hmm. if you think it's easy to get rid of books, mm. you have no soul. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still have textbooks from college. I have been out of college a very long time. <laughs> they're they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. No. And I like all the books that I own that I that I own, yeah. like they mean something to me. Right. I like looking at them. I like touching them. The, but yeah. It's just good to know they're there. Yeah. And so I'm just like <sighs> <laughs> yeah yeah she's wow. all like you know don't get all nostalgic about things it's like who are you are you a robot so here's <laughs> what i found to be the easiest way to get rid of things is let your garage get flooded <laughs> and things get wet and then you don't want them right and then you're just like, you're sad to see them go but you're like yeah I can't but keep you. okay bye because <laughs> you're causing me to sneeze <laughs> all right wow but i'm also like so you go through your sock drawer and you're looking at your socks and you're like, does this spark joy in my life? It's a sock. Socks. So is, did it get loose? Did the little top elastic part no longer work? Maybe the sock's not any good, but does it spark joy in my life? Mm, I don't think. I do have socks that spark joy mm-hmm. in my life, as do you. Yeah. But, but not those all aren't of my socks. be so- the only socks I keep. Right. <laughs> Hmm. So there's things like that that I was like, alrighty. Wow, that's um, really interesting. She does advise against secretly disposing of other people's things. <laughs> that's good advice. So if you if you live with someone and you're like, I need to declutter this we're, room, we're you should here. probably uh, consult them before probably. doing such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so she became obsessed with tidying since she was five. Oh. Opting to arrange shoes and pencils while other kids played outside. I think that says a lot about her. She, be- 
<laughs> Even I played outside when I was little. <laughs> right? She began communing with her belongings in high school. And after years of work at a Shinto shrine, that part's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. She realized her calling as a professional consultant on attaining the joy of minimalism. So there are Phyllis, I mean, there are like studies that show that living in a cluttered environment is not healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing. I know that. Maybe that's my problem because <laughs> I kind of live in clutter, but not. I mean, mm-hmm. I think there's wow. such a thing as a healthy level of clutter. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Because mm-hmm. I go into some places and there's like zero clutter everywhere, and their house just looks like a like a photograph. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I'm just kind of like, you don't know where to sit or what to touch, right? Yeah, I'm like, where do you put? Where do you keep things? Yeah, do you, yeah. Have, do you even have things? Do you have things <laughs> other than your furniture no and your decor? <laughs> Do you read these books, or they yeah, just—they just, I, I just like look the, like decor? Yeah, I like the idea of having like a minimalist type wall, like maybe just a couple of bits of art, mm-hmm. nothing too cluttered, mm-hmm. an open space, like a living room type of open space. But there's got to be bookshelves with books, right? And on at least books one of my reading. table, yes, yeah, and at least on one of my tables, either be it an end table or the coffee table, there's got to be a stack of books that right. are that are my focus. <laughs> like these books, I should read soon, <laughs> <laughs> and they should be stacked so I can look at it and feel proud whenever it starts getting smaller. <laughs> hmm. If it ever mm-hmm. gets smaller, it usually if just it gets bigger, gets right? <laughs> What was the thing that we we read as well? That uh, feng shui is just Chinese for OCD. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That that sounds a little bit like what's going, what's going on, on there, there? Yeah. with uh, with Marie Kondo. Mm-hmm. Uh, just considering that she started at such a young age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I can definitely go through some stuff and be like, I don't need this anymore. But yeah, I mean, but I am like I gonna to sort things? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I've always sorted my M and M's by color. You know what? You know <laughs> yeah, that kind of like stuff. That. I like to do that. But gee, whiz. yeah. I I just don't see myself looking at my things and going, "Does this spark joy in my life?" <laughs> mm-hmm. Because if, probably, if that were my criterion, I don't pretty much everything would go. <laughs> and, and see, then I would be have like, nowhere to sit. I'm like I got to keep all and this. nothing to wear and. <laughs> A lot of books. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty much it. You know? And hmm. I don't know. Hmm. It just seems like a very uh, weird thing to me. But yes, I think it's her presentation of it that makes yeah. me be like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. The basic <laughs> concept is, yeah. is valid. But. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. So. We had decided we were going to do this on furniture and interior Mm -hmm. decorating and design and all that. And then I happened to see an ad from Demco, which is a library supply company. Uh That provides furniture. they sell furniture, Mm -hmm. yes. And one of the ads I saw that someone was picking on was for these library 
sofa-ish sort mm-hmm. of things. They're square things that are, don't look comfortable, you know. Yeah. No arms, no back, blah, blah, blah. But there was a person sitting on it. Her shoes were on the floor, and her bare foot was <laughs> up on the little sofa next to her in the ad. Mm-hmm. And someone was calling Demco out. Yes. <laughs> We do not want bare feet on library furniture. <laughs> at home, that's a that's, perfectly reasonable thing. You're at home, but yes. in a public place, I believe it's actually in our is it behavioral policy? Yes, that you need to keep, your, need shoes to keep your shoes on. <laughs> I believe that's true. Mm-hmm. I believe that's true. Please wear your shoes. Yes, it, it will not be good for our chi. <laughs> if you take your shoes or yours, off. probably yes. yeah you have to leave the library because of that yeah right yeah i think so mm. i think so mm-hmm. okay so anybody know anything about styles of furniture like if i were to say colonial or louis the 15th or mm. whatever vaguely yeah i don't i no. I, I might be able yeah. to say which is which if I had the two. Right, right. Because those are so different, but I couldn't just mm-hmm. describe it out, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know that much about any of those things. Yeah, no, me either. I do know that I like simple lines mm-hmm. rather than ornate, mm-hmm. fancy things, lighter weight rather than heavier, not, not, necessarily by weight mm-hmm. but by look right so something that that doesn't look heavy and and big and bulky that's different from cushy and comfy mm-hmm. so yeah medium colors wood as opposed to dark dark yeah is there anything about that in feng shui colors are there some colors that are better than others I don't know. Light colors as opposed to dark colors. Hmm. So I mean, there's a whole school of thought, right? That certain colors affect right. your mood and right. So in the library, um, we would want to focus on cool colors, blues and greens, rather than reds and oranges, mm-hmm. if we want to keep people calm mm-hmm. and you know relaxed, relaxed, rather than amp up their energy level mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of that kind of thing. That's what it says right here. <laughs> In the library, keep <laughs> blues and greens? It says, make sure that all the elements of your entrance are represented by shape, color, and actual element. Hmm. So I am supposed to have water in my house. It mentions color. <laughs> like an aquarium or... Um, I'm just going to start leaving glasses of water yeah. everywhere. <laughs> So this avoids what we call rushing chi. I guess that's what amping up. Rushing chi? Yeah. No, I don't know. That's just the the thing that I flipped to on here. I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> so I'm on, on the spruce again. There is a, an article about feng shui color tips to create a beautiful home. So co- yellow is sunny and nourishing and happy. So... A home office, a children's playroom, maybe your breakfast nook. Um, 
Red is passion, courage, and romance, the fire element. Um, of course, that's also the Chinese color of luck and happiness. Mm-hmm. It's the marriage color in India. So, yeah, when you get a little a little um, Chinese New Year gift, mm-hmm. it would be in a little red envelope, your penny mm-hmm. that you get for that. Um, so, in the West, red is the symbolic color of love, romance, courage, and passion. Green is growth, health, and vibrancy. So, this would be a good one to put in your... Um, your kitchen, dining area, and orange is social, open, and optimistic. Hmm. <coughs> so your living room, yeah, communal area, uh-huh. and white is innocence, freshness, and new beginnings. Bathroom. <laughs> well, the picture I'm looking at is a living room that's all done in white. That sounds like a horrible idea. I thought we were trying to get away from from everything being white. Well, I think it depends on what your purpose is here. That seems to be what we're doing here. I don't think so. Blue is calm, tranquility, and peace. But not so much blue. So maybe part of of what they're talking about here is not that an entire room would be Mm -hmm. a color, but... You would have an element of blue mm-hmm. in your white living room, or sure. bl- a white in your blue living room, or gray in your office, because that is clear and detached and neutral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Purple, royal, mysterious, and noble. Pink, gentle, soothing, and loving. Black, unknown, infinite, absorbing. So, yeah, there's a whole lot of cross purposes here that you'd mm-hmm. have to think through really carefully I guess as you're as you're thinking about your overall color scheme but then the elements that you add mm-hmm. in here and there kind of an interesting idea so there definitely is a color element mm-hmm. to feng shui very interesting yeah I remember reading that too much blue makes you sad. Hmm. Oh, it's called getting the blues. Yeah, so you shouldn't have just all blue. Too much, too much red makes you angry. Mm-hmm. And and I think white, like just everything being white, just stresses people out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I would not want to have to live mm-hmm. in a white room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I did, uh, we d- I want there to be a feng shui movie, like feng shui kung fu. Yeah. That's what I would, I would like. So, like, instead of hitting people or breaking blocks of wood, you'd move furniture? Yeah, they'd move furniture, furniture, and then they would hit people. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. No, so we hit people with the furniture? Yeah. Was no, not with the furniture. Oh, okay. Well. You're just using the furniture to... Throw off their chi oh. and, and, and boost your chi, so that then whenever you go to hit them, or you know, does it work like that? Like if if you're in a room and somebody moves furniture so that their chi is better, doesn't your chi get better too? I don't think so. Not Seriously, I thought but that you're was in the, the same whole room. Point. You're in the same room, and the same piece of furniture got moved. So wouldn't that affect you both? 
Physically? Uh-huh. Hmm. Diametrically? Yeah. Oh, man, that means they have to be fighting in separate rooms. <laughs> <laughs> Just be arranging in the doorway. The room <laughs> and then go in the doorway. I don't know. This doesn't need to make sense. <laughs> Do you know how silly the concept is of feng shui kung fu movies? No, tell us. <laughs> it is silly. It's right up there with Shaolin soccer and kung fu hustle. Hmm. Uh, there actually are movies called feng shui. There's a tell us. There's two Chinese movies. Uh, one of them's a drama. Um, these summaries are really brief, but this family moves into this building right where several busy roads intersect, um, and then some sur- bizarre incidents take place. And the husband has an affair, and it's just kind of, I guess, a disaster after that. So I'm just reading this. I think it's suggesting that the the roads, the intersection of, the, of all the busy roads, uh-huh. created bad chi. Yeah, and those caused the husband to cheat. <laughs> I don't know. He, he had no control. None. <laughs> It was all his chi. Yeah. There's a Feng Shui 2004 Chinese film. It's uh, about a cursed Bagua mirror. Hmm. That's all I know about that. Okay, uh, that sounds pretty cool just from what you told me about a Bagua mirror. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a <laughs> Feng Shui uh, th- 2003 Thai film. Um, uh, it only got a 3.5 on IMDb, but I thought Sounds that... Out of, what, out of how many? Out of 10. 10. Uh-huh. I thought the summary <laughs> was funny, though. Uh, it's about the downfall of a Chinese family when a close friend and uncle of the family develops feelings for their eldest daughter. He ends up being condemned and humiliated, devastated by the rejection and feeling betrayed. He avails himself of the services of a greedy and malicious feng shui master to exact vengeance on the family he once worked for. Yes! Mm. Okay, yeah, that sounds brilliant. I'm all like, ew, gross, gross, ew. And they're like, well, okay. Wow. And then the most recent would be a Korean film called Feng Shui. And uh, it's about a geomancer um, who, I guess, is someone who decides where buildings need to be built and you know, for to have the best effect and the most hmm. benefits for everybody, and uh, there's a so this is like a civil engineer, yeah, only not, yeah, hmm. Um, but apparently, there's a thing where your destiny can be affected by where your ancestors are buried. Really? So a fight ensues between these two. Um, I guess I, I don't remember other brothers or I believe they're brothers. Anyway. They both want their their ancestor buried in the correct place. Mm. So there's, I guess, there's a conflict about who gets to be buried where, so that so and so can be king or whatever. <laughs> wow. So what if your ancestors were cremated? Are you out of luck, or well, they can still be buried, right? Well, they might be, or they might not be. Yeah. They might be all over the place. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a movie, y'all. It's just a movie. <laughs> don't overthink it, guys. I thought it, sounded, I thought it sounded pretty interesting. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Movies. I want to hire a feng shui master to do my dirty work. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's my first thought. Not not a, a professional not a hitman. fighter or, you know, yeah, uh-huh. a mercenary yeah. Or, or hitman. No. No, no. A feng shui master. Yeah. Make it subtle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder how long you have to you have to study to get to be a feng shui master. Like Hmm. Or maybe, maybe what is her name? Maria, Maria Kondo. Kondo. Maybe she's maybe a she is. Because she's, she's been doing this since she was five. Yep. And she used to work at a Shinto right shrine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah. she's certified. Maybe. Or certifiable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you should know Sorry. about out there. <laughs> She was making a lot of money. (laughs) So, because apparently she used to, like, before, oh, yeah, she had a waiting list for her services that at one point was three months long. Oh, my goodness. Um, It's actually now so extensive that she has just stopped accepting more clients. Wow. Wow. And not to mention her two books. So if you have a feng shui consultant come in and take care of of your house, do they have to ever come back? Oh, I don't know. Or are they done? Is it a one and done thing? Hmm. I think what it would circumstances depend- would cha- would have to change so that they would have to come back and redo things? Oh, maybe things like in your life, mm. like divorce. Yeah, maybe so. Or the loss of a pet, or, or a new baby, or, or a, baby. A, a marriage, or. Uh-huh. Positive or negative things yeah, changing. Promoted cha- in your oh, position. Yeah. Like, hmm. Just changes in your life. Right. That, mm-hmm. Right. All of, as we know, positive or negative mm-hmm. changes are stressors. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, she's got this client list that she just keeps going back and getting more money from them. Mm-hmm. Cool. I know, right? Yeah. Not accepting new patients. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. I wonder if uh, wonder if you could get insurance to cover that. <laughs> no. <laughs> malpractice, <laughs> malpractice insurance, you mean? <laughs> Liability insurance for the feng shui, feng shui master? <laughs> hmm. So, Chris, you mentioned that, that we have books on feng shui. We do. Tell us a little bit about. We this. have the Everything Feng Shui book in in the Everything series of. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. do it yourself or self help or instructional. There's, I know, there's all kinds. Mm-hmm. Um, we have that. Uh, we have the f- celebrating or no decorating with the five elements of Feng Shui, and it goes into all the detail about the classical Chinese elements: wood, fire, earth, air, water. It looks fun. And then we have Feng Shui A to Z. Mm. Home design. Which I thought was interesting because Chinese doesn't have an A or a Z. (laughs) So. Yeah. Loose translation. I was going to go out on a limb and say that these probably were not written by Chinese people. So that's just. Um, No, I don't think so. Not that one. Nope. Definitely not that one. Nope. Nope. None of those. Uh, very not Chinese. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know, 
hippy dippy. Yep. You know, hipster Western stuff, right? That's right. <laughs> Which you know is kind of understandable. You're yeah. trying to implement this into a, a Western well, right. thought process and right. philosophy. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but still, so, I would like some of my information to come from actual, <laughs> actual experts in the. <laughs> Hmm. In the feng shui field. Although, remember what Urban Dictionary said. It's only the elder, elder, elder right. Chinese people who still and believe in hipsters. it. And the New Age. Yeah, <laughs> those people. So, also here at the library, though, we have tons of books on interior decorating mm-hmm. and interior design. We've got, you know, country living and Lone Star mm-hmm. living and this and that. We've got things for decorating a bathroom or a bedroom mm-hmm. or a kitchen or a whatever area you want to focus on. And then we've got books on window treatments and mm-hmm. floors and there's whatever really, you want. There's so. a really neat one that we have that's, um, I think it was like flea market decorating. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you mm-hmm. go to the flea market and get some things and repurposing it. Right. Like so not just finding fixing. a neat coffee table at the flea market, right, but, but finding doing something, something unusual. yeah. And, and giving it, it new into. life. Yeah. yeah. Cool. That's a really neat book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just to look at and get ideas. Yeah. Because, I mean, flea market finds are fairly unique. Right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, we've got a lot of those things. They're in the 747s in the, the nonfiction. Mm-hmm. So. And we do have a couple of things in our yep. e-books. Like I said, these Marie Kondo books are... Ebook and e audio mm-hmm. that you can download from Libby. So yeah, and Libby just put in your your search term mm-hmm. feng shui or interior design or interior decorating mm-hmm. or flooring or whatever you're after. Tidying up. See <laughs> what we got. Yep. Oh, thanks for <laughs> listening to our whole thing about furniture. Yes, I think I got creative. Um, <laughs> the long overdue podcast. <laughs>